Fishing for a show aimed at the outdoor enthusiast? Tune in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, Saturday at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, and on the Sirius XM app. Welcome in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops. If you love fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors and want to make it even better, you're in the right place with host Rob Keck. Your adventure starts right here. Good morning and welcome, and thanks for tuning into Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, where truly your adventure starts right here. I'm Rob Keck, your host, and in spite of the COVID-19 crisis, I just hope that you're having a wonderful Saturday and, and that you're getting a chance to social distance in the great outdoors. Hey, well, there's lots of action out there on the water and in the woods and all across the country, and that means before you head to the woods or out on the water, you've got to stop on by and check us out online at Bass Pro Shops Cabela's, and you're going to find the latest gear, the very best prices on everything that you'll need for fishing, hunting, boating, recreational shooting, and, and even off-roading. Yes, even with some of the retail destination stores having limited restrictions, uh, we can always, you can always check us out online at BassPro.com or Cabela's.com. And have it delivered to your door. Well, we've got a great show today. Three outstanding guests with us uh, this week will be the founder and the president of Shoot Like a Girl, Karen Butler. Also going to have one of the most successful bass anglers of all time, Edwin Evers. And getting us started in the first segment, Bass Pro Shop's superb communications manager, Katie Mitchell. But before we meet today's guest, I want to once again... Offer our sincere thanks, continued prayers to our frontline medical workers for their tireless and long hours treating the thousands of coronavirus patients around the country and literally around the world. And, you know, we extend those thanks and prayers to our first-line responders for their service to our communities. And, you know, we're truly blessed to have those that offer themselves in the line of duty. Well, here to bring us more is Bass Pro Shops Communications Manager, Katie Mitchell, and uh, she's going to fill us in during this first segment on what's happening at Bass Pro Shops Cabela's. Katie, as uh, you kick off the beginning of each month with the important news and events of Bass Pro, I just want to say welcome back. Happy May, and I trust that you are healthy and coronavirus-free. Well, I am today, anyway, uh, and I hope you and yours are as well, Rob. But uh, yes, working from home, and uh, while it's nice, you know, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. But speaking of closures, you know, the outdoors is always open. But we've got to have our people healthy to get outdoors to enjoy it. And we certainly salute our uh, first responders, our healthcare professionals, the nurses, the doctors, all putting in you know, hours and hours and, and beyond hours of, of treating and caring for those that are afflicted with this horrible virus. And, and to that end, Johnny Morris uh, recently made the decision. He is donating one million face masks to the COVID-19 healthcare workers. We have partnered with our great Convoy of Hope uh, partner with Bath Pro Shops to donate these one million masks to more than 200 communities across the United States. Now, these are the FDA-approved ASTM Level 1 procedure face masks, and these are going to people that are working on the front lines across the United States. We've uh, partnered with one of our partners, uh, Rusty Sellers with True Timber, uh, and he's worked to help us get these masks and 
our communities, with our stores. You know, when we go into a community, Rob, our stores um, are part of that community. We, those are our mm. friends, our neighbors, our families. And so we want to get back to those. So area hospitals that are most impacted, these are some of the worst hotspots right now across the country. Uh, they will be getting the significant number, thousands uh, of masks we've given away to the hospitals in the most affected areas. Yeah, I know, and it's going to happen, I know, right here close to where I live in Augusta, Georgia. You know, we've got a Cabela's store, Outpost store right there, and uh, it's been on the news. And uh, so thankful to Johnny, Rusty Sellers. I mean, what a job. Well, tell us about our stores, uh, what they're doing in their communities. You know, we have a lot of local heroes, uh, and those are our outfitters as well in our in our stores. We've got some stores that have stepped up to the call uh, like in Oregon, our Cabela's store in Charleston, Oregon, they have donated the frog tog rain suits. Who would have mm-hmm. known these rain suits yeah. could also be used uh, for PPE for the hospital workers? You know, they're very heavy duty, but they're stronger and they're breathable. They're actually preferring them. So from that mm-hmm. to giveaways of shoes to nurses, uh, Virginia, one of our Virginia stores was uh, able to help supply the nurses some 300,000 nurses stood in line over their lunch breaks to get these shoes. And they are those cleanable Crocs. So they can wear those on duty at the hospital and not worry about taking home contaminated shoes uh, to their families in the outside community. Of course, you know, the Crocs are very cleanable. And they were so grateful to receive those. So all across the board, their Bass Pro shops, Cabela's, our outfitters, you know, we are reaching out, of course, under the visionary guide uh, guidance of our founder uh, uh, Johnny Morris so we're very very thankful to be part of this you betcha well you know one of Johnny's great friends uh, a great inspiration I know mentor for him you know we we just mourn the passing of of our good friend Charlie Campbell Charlie you know I don't know a lot of people know that he was a a school teacher a basketball coach for 15 years he's probably uh, uh, best remembered for he helped Johnny introduce and designed the very first Bass Tracker boat in 1978. Yep. And yep. a legendary angler, 67 tournament winner, uh, survived by his lovely wife, who could outfish Charlie, uh, 63 <laughs> years, Miss Wanda Campbell. And Charlie was a decorated veteran of Korea War and um, inducted to the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame and the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Very big shout out to our buddy and friend, uh, Charlie Campbell, I know he's casting some long lines up in heaven today. Well, he is, and I had the privilege of working with him. We served on the Wonders of Wildlife uh, Board, of, you know, Wonders of Wildlife National Museum and Aquarium. What a great man. We're certainly going to miss him. And, look, we're just about out of time, but I know that Bass Pro Shops, Johnny, is really helping the industry to get back on track. Uh, anything you'd like to add to that, uh, Yes, we are working tirelessly, you know, uh, Johnny, of being very passionate about the outdoors and conservation's best friend. Uh, You know, we are working daily with uh, the uh, conservation leaders, but also legislators to make sure that we can keep our uh, fishing areas open, boat boat ramp access open, trails open. Uh, We've got to get our people healthy enough to get back out there to enjoy the outdoors. But uh, the next big thing will be getting the industry back on track, which I think this time has allowed a lot of people to get back to the outdoors as well. And we'll enjoy it it more and take advantage of it. You betcha. Well, look, our conservation team, uh, Bob Zemer, all of our folks uh, just working with state fish and wildlife agencies and uh, uh, really uh, trying to keep public lands open, waterways open, and doing a great job. Well, Katie, we're out of time. 
Great information. Thanks for keeping us in the loop on the important happenings at Bass Pro Shops Cabela's. Stay safe, stay healthy. We return, you're going to meet up with the founder of Shoot Like a Girl, Karen Butler. This and a whole lot more coming right up. And I'm Rob Keck, your host right here on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And we will be right back. Embrace the rustic elegance of a bygone era at Big Cedar Lodge. Located 10 miles south of Branson, Missouri, Big Cedar Lodge is a masterpiece that brings together natural beauty and contemporary luxury. Visitors are invited to explore and experience some of the most popular amenities here. At Big Cedar Lodge, you'll find casual dining options in an unparalleled atmosphere with signature dishes and local favorites highlighting classic menu items. Take in spectacular views at Devil's Pool, live entertainment at the Buzzard Bar, or relax at Truman Coffee and Cafe, all surrounded by the natural ambiance of the Ozark Mountains. One of the newest additions to the property is Cedar Creek Spa. This 18,000 square foot world-class spa is a private oasis with soothing pools, fireplaces, and a full-service salon. In addition to the complete spa experience, there are private suites available. All of these features make Big Cedar an ideal destination for weddings, corporate gatherings, and more. Families have been visiting Big Cedar Lodge for generations, looking to experience what many call a little piece of heaven on earth. To learn more, visit BigCedar.com or call 1-800-BC-LODGE. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. If you've just tuned in, we're introducing our next guest. Well, Karen Butler's the president and the founder of Shoot Like a Girl. And that's a company that's dedicated to growing the number of women who participate in the shooting sports by empowering them with confidence. And I can tell you, it's right on the mark. Karen is named by Outdoor Life Magazine as one of their 2011 top 25 leaders in hunting, fishing, and conservation. She spent her adult life traveling around the world with the United States Department of the Army as a civilian employee. In 2006, she won the Colorado State Championship in the Women's Bowhunter Freestyle Division and has competed nationally and internationally. Well, Karen's a hunter, passionate hunter. She's also a competitive recreational shooter competing in the CMP Rimfire Sporter Rifle Competitions. She's been featured on the Pursuit Channel and been a guest on numerous outdoor television shows. She's an accomplished speaker, an NRA certified pistol instructor, and so much more. I want you to welcome back Karen Butler. Oh, thanks so much. It's exciting to be here. I just love spending time with you. Well, I enjoy what you do and, uh, you know, there's so many things that you have done to to help improve the quality of life of so many women in the outdoors and, uh, you know, recreationally. I mean, when you look at the number of uh, the kind of growth that we've had in the shooting sports, women have been the biggest segment. And I know you've had something to do with that. Congratulations for what you continue to do in that particular area. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. I, I mean, it's really an accomplishment when we look back and see that, you know, we've interacted with well over 22,000 women now since the company began. And just in the first quarter, we had the, um, we had um, 
860 women come through uh, our program, and it's been it's been really incredible. But we don't do that by ourselves, and I always go back to our corporate partners and our team of instructors that are there. Um, we really just it's an industry effort to empower more women to become participants in shooting sports. Yep, we're going to talk more about that uh, here in just a little bit, but. I hope you and your husband Todd are healthy and coronavirus free and feeling good during this time of social distancing. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. So Todd is working still, so he goes to work every day just like normal. His life hasn't changed, and and my life are we've postponed our events. Luckily, we will reschedule all of them once this uh, once this social distancing is lifted a little bit. Um, but we're really great. And you are your and your family doing well. Oh, yeah. Everybody's doing good. I've had a chance to spend time with grandkids, uh, turkey hunting and, uh, you know, with, geez, just doing so many things with, with family as, as so many people are doing. But, you know, with travel being really at a standstill for you, I mean, it has been halted, obviously. What have you been doing t- during this time of social distancing? Uh, I know you've been outdoors. Tell us about it. Uh-huh. I have been outdoors. Uh, so we actually went, Todd and I went turkey hunting and it was one of the most exciting times for me. So, you know, my, I, I still think of myself as an amateur hunter. You know, I have so much to learn, but I just love doing it. And um, Todd and I went hunting and we, we shared the blind together. And even though, you know, we're stuck together when we're home all the time, being in that blind and having that completely quiet time where you're just together and you're kind of appreciating everybody's great. But what was really exciting is that Todd let me do all the calling. So normally we kind of have a little argument who's going to call. And for whatever reason, he's just like, you call. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) And so (laughs) I was so excited because I was able to call uh, four hens up into our decoy setup and I like they would stay, they would kind of peck around and then they'd start to leave. And I just hit a little purr as soon as their backs were to us and they would turn right around and come right back. And I kept them there for almost a half an hour. Oh my It was gosh. the funnest. Go ahead. Oh, that is so good. That is so good. And, uh, you know, you've, you've had a chance, uh, of course, to hunt a variety of places. And, uh, you know, when you look at, at, at hunting the, the experience you've had, what is what is your favorite thing to hunt? Tur- Honestly, it's turkeys, and so oh, come on. I, it's it's between turkeys <laughs> and elk is my favorite two things. Oh, yeah. But I I really like elk. I mean, excuse me, I like turkeys better <laughs> because I um, I can do it myself, and it's a lot of fun just to go hunting by myself and be successful. Well, you know, you mentioned elk. You know, there's really a, a close parallel. Uh, and one thing that's nice, you can hunt turkeys in the spring and, and elk in the fall. And when you hunt bugling elk, it's an awful lot like hunting gobbling turkeys. And, uh, you know, a lot of the strategies are, uh, are similar. One nice thing about turkey hunting, you can carry your harvest out over your shoulder. When you take an elk, it's a little bit different than that for sure. Yeah. When, when you, when you take an elk. So when I took my elk and I've only, I've only been successful elk hunting one time and it took me six attempts to get that one elk. But when, uh, when we finally hauled that elk out, it was not just a one person job. You know, there's such oh, massive it, animals and it, it's just, uh, 
but it's still, you're exactly right. The comparison between the calling and the interaction with nature, I think that's really for me what sets those two species apart because it's it's just exhilarating to be successful and to think like the animal and try to, you know, try not to make any mistakes and make sure that they're coming to you or that you've pinpointed them where you can kind of move to them a little bit and, and close the distance, so to speak. So yeah. it's so much, so much fun. I, I wish every single person could have the chance to sit in a blind and hear a turkey gobble back at them, I think, <laughs> or hear an elk bugle back at them in the in the mountains because it is the most like awe inspiring, exhilarating, like close to nature feeling I think you can have. Yep, for sure. Well, look, we only have a minute here before we got to take our next break. But uh, how are you adapting to? You know, you're a, you're a road warrior, so to speak. <laughs> how are you adapting to no travel? So we quickly moved to Facebook Lives. And so as soon as we postponed our first event, which was in Destin, Florida, we said, all right, we've got to still be interacting with people and reach people. And so we started Facebook Lives and we've been doing how to start your kids in archery, um, picking the right firearm, how to um, call a turkey. We did how to call a turkey. And that was hilarious because my co-host had never hit a turkey call in her life and we purposely kept it that way until the day of the lesson and it was very comical <laughs> well, <laughs> but it good. was good <laughs> well let me stop you right there we'll come back to that we've got to take uh, this next break and uh, we return going to continue our conversation with karen this and a whole lot more coming right up and this is rob keck your host right here in bass pro shops outdoor world thanks for joining us and we will be right back Years ago, sportsmen led the first revolt to save what was left of North America's dwindling wildlife resources, and it took purpose and commitment. This crusade began with Theodore Roosevelt's forming the Boone and Crockett Club in 1887. Since then, sportsmen and women have been at the forefront of every environmental revolution in this country, providing the vision, funding, and manpower to establish and run what has become the most successful system of wildlife management in the history of mankind. Yet, to this day, our story remains relatively unknown, especially to those who don't hunt or fish. We must tell this story, but we need to do more than that. We must insist that others who claim to be conservationists but work tirelessly on campaigns to end all hunting honestly examine the evidence and then ask themselves where would the wildlife they cherish be without sportsmen's dollars and without sportsmen's efforts. Conservation had a beginning, but it has no end. To learn more, visit booneandcrocketclub.com. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Thanks for joining us here. And we are visiting with the founder and president of Shoot Like a Girl, my good friend Karen Butler. You know, Karen, you were talking about Facebook Live. What what else are you doing on there? I mean, that's, you know, man, that's a great idea to, to engage people when you can't Take the trailer. You can't bring them there uh, to have the hands on. What? What? Tell us what that's like. 
It's been really encouraging. We have, um, we've had great video reviews, like they're, they're way higher than I anticipated they would be. And the women are still engaging, you know, right before Corona. And even now people are buying firearms at an accelerated rate. And so there's a big need to talk about firearm safety and firearm storage. And we give that opportunity for them to come in and learn what they need to do with that pistol they may have just bought. And then on Tuesday nights, we're doing this fun thing that's really not around shooting sports at all. It's about um, ladies night in. We had a conversation with a gardener, um, who master gardener, who talked about how you can garden during this time and things you can do in your home, whether you live in the city or the country. Um, and so our whole entire purpose is to make sure we continue our mission of empowering women with confidence. And that that confidence might be a little different than we're doing with the trailer right now, but it's still that same confidence that you can be safe, um, accurate, proficient with a firearm or a bow. You can go out hunting, you go in the outdoors, you can really confidence doing whatever you want to do in this time and age um, and get through this coronavirus because I think it's our obligation as industry leaders that we reach out to people and make sure that they know that Outside is a great place to be during this time. You don't have to stay cooped in your four walls of your house. You can go outside, take a deep breath of fresh air, and you'll feel better instantly. Well, look, uh, you mentioned about the mission of Shoot Like a Girl. Where can people find out more? Uh, you know, there's probably some some women listening right now saying, boy, that sounds interesting. How can they engage with Shoot Like a Girl? Yep, shootlikeagirl.com. It's pretty simple, and they can go there, and there's links to our Facebook pages and all of our pages for what we're doing, and we'd love to have more people follow us. It's it's really exciting to be part of this momentum of women in the industry, and and we at Shoot Like a Girl, you know, we also appreciate the men in our lives. Rob, we, we couldn't get here without the men in our lives, and so it's not your typical um, girls page where it's a bunch of male bashing. It's absolutely quite the opposite. We're all about inclusion and bringing everybody in and just happy people enjoying the great outdoors. Well. You started the year off on fire. I mean, the first quarter you had events, I think, in five different states. Uh, give us just a thumbnail, because I know that uh, that trailer is going to be on the road after we get past this virus uh, crisis. Tell us about those first quarter events, because uh, I thought it was really, really interesting about participants, the interactions, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we had 860 ladies come through that trailer. We were at two Bass Pro Shops, Las Vegas and Orlando. Um, the NWTF show, which was really incredible, and um, SHOT Show and ATA. These ladies, our statistics are holding true um, that women are still encouraged to buy firearms after our interaction and also um, archery. We had... Um, I think it's like 64% of the ladies that came through our program committed to buying a firearm. And that's really important for our industry because we're all about um, empowering them with that option if they choose to. And a lot of times, so people that don't know about our trailer, they go in and they actually shoot a pistol and a rifle that's simulated. So ladies that have never shot before just get a taste of it. I always call it, you know, what we do is give them a taste like you don't know what your favorite food is until you've tried it. You don't know that you love shooting until you've tried it. And we give them that opportunity to try it. We've also had really 33% of the women that we touched in that first quarter have taken someone new to the range, which is as we try to recruit more people, 
one of the benefits of our program is that we're recruiting recruiters. And so we're actually getting double what we thought we were getting when we get more people out to the out to participate. Wow. You know, it was interesting to read some of your client testimonials in, in the report that you sent to me. Uh, why don't you just share one just, just very quickly here? We're just about out of time, but, uh, I, I think, I think they're so powerful, especially when people, when women are considering maybe, uh, giving this a try. Yeah, I'll give you one of my favorite ones. This lady was from Las Vegas, Nevada, and she said the experience exceeded my every positive expectation. I was able to try a variety of guns and have my questions answered by knowledgeable women that share many of my personal safety concerns. Being around experienced women lessened the intimidation and fears that I had regarding shooting. And that was from the Bass Pro Shops in Las Vegas. And wow. when I looked at this lady's survey, she's one of the ones that is now going to go purchase her first firearm. And so it's really exciting for us when we hear those testimonials of what we do. And again, I, I, can't, I can't take the credit for this because it was my idea. But our team of instructors and the women that work at Shoot Like a Girl are so vested in the success of the client. That that client that's in front of them is the most important person in their life at that time. And these ladies are from every ethnic diversity, every political dis- diversity. I mean, they're just women. And yep. you can't really stereotype them into one category. And for us to be able to make such a positive impact in their lives, it's just um, really through the grace of God and the great help of our corporate partners like Bass Pro Shops. Look, we are just out of time, but I just wanted to mention you had a special guest, spent 20 minutes with you at the SHOT Show, Secretary Bernhardt. Uh, just two words. What was it like? It was the most awesome thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> to have the Secretary of the Interior there. Well, look, Karen, we're out of time. Thanks for being with us. Keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, Ladies that are listening, make sure you check out Shoot Like a Girl. Anyway, thanks, Karen, for being with us. Thanks for the positive impact you've had on women in the shooting sports. Good luck in your turkey hunting. Be safe. Stay healthy. We return going to meet up with one of the most successful bass anglers of all time, Edwin Evers. This and much more coming right up. I'm Rob Keck. You're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, and we will be right back. Sirius XM's Rural Radio is your guide to the agricultural markets. Where expert analysts and traders join our discussion live. Your information. Open up the farm and the challenges we face. You can learn how to do it for yourself. Rural Radio, your gateway to the rural lifestyle. The latest information about hunting, fishing, and more. Rural Radio is the leader in Western sports. We talk about the latest in Western sports. Professional rodeo, bull riding. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. 147. Or listen on your phone when you get out of your car with the Sirius XM app. In 1912, Theodore Roosevelt said, There could be no greater issue than that of conservation in this country. More than a century later, his statement has never been more meaningful. The Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership promotes Roosevelt's commitment to the sporting life by guaranteeing that all Americans have quality places to hunt and fish. Visit trcp.org to learn more and take action. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World right here. And to all of our listeners that have ever bass fished, you've probably heard the name Edwin Evers. And uh, 
He just happens to be one of the most successful anglers of all time. And E, as he is known, uh, is one of only five competitors in history to pass the $3 million mark in career winnings. And he's recorded 11 wins, 118 top 20s in his career. Won the 2016 Bassmasters Classic and last year, the 2019 winner of Redcrest, Major League Fishing, Bass Pro Tour Stage 2 at, at Conroe, Texas, and the Brass Pro Tour Points Champion. I want you to welcome back to Outdoor World, the Big E, Edwin Evers. Edwin, welcome back to Outdoor World. Hey, Bob. Man, thanks for such a nice introduction, and uh, man, thanks a lot for having me back on. It's always a, a great pleasure, and I love listening to to your outdoor program. Well, we love having you here, and uh, you know, to have a guy that uh, is of your caliber, your achievement, uh, you know, it is always a great honor. And I, I just, I guess, I can only assume that you and your family are healthy, virus free, and uh, just uh, uh, doing well. I hope you are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Everybody here is doing really, really good. Thank you for asking. You betcha. Well, you know, we're living certainly in a most unusual time in our lives. And, uh, you know, but what an opportunity for families to bond together even closer than maybe ever before. Let's talk about you, your family, time fishing together. What's happening there right now with you and your family? I just love, I mean, I, I hate to say that this sounds bad, but man, I have so enjoyed this time off. It's just been truly amazing having this time with my son, my daughter, my son-in-law, my wife. Uh, we've just, we've had a lot of good family bonding times together from playing cards and, and board games at night to, you know, <laughs> projects during the day to fishing and, and, and all those things. I just, I, I've enjoyed. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but I've really had really good three, four weeks here because it's just the most amount of time I've ever been able to be at home. And Cade's home every day. You know, he's not in school, and and my daughter, you know, that she's doing online classes. So it's just it's been amazing bonding time, and I'm just blown away by it. Well, you know, you shouldn't be embarrassed by it or feel bad about it. I mean, you know, if there's a silver lining, and I've mentioned this uh, the last couple weeks. You know, maybe this virus will will really be the the catalyst that brings families closer together. You know, we live in such a a fast paced world that so many times we we miss some of the most important things, and that's our families and spending quality time. And uh, you know, there's no greater gift that we can give to our families other than quality time. And and obviously, you're doing. I got to ask you though. You know, my wife and I've been playing some board games like Scrabble. Uh, she's been whipping the tar out of me. How about you? Are you winning any of those board games with, uh, with your family? Uh, every now and then it's, it's, we're a pretty competitive family. I went on a roll there. We play Wahoo. It's a, a marble game where you roll the dice and you move around the board. I, I had a pretty good roll there at Wahoo and I had a pretty good roll. We play a lot of spades and I had a pretty good roll on spades. Now, Spicy Uno, I don't know that I don't know if you guys have ever played Spicy Uno, but <laughs> that's the, probably not the best social distancing game because you got to slap all these cards and everybody's hands are all piling in the middle. But we've had a lot of fun. I hadn't done too good on that one. I don't pay close enough attention to the discard pile to uh, however <laughs> that works, but we've had a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, what's it like being a fishing pro and always at this time of year in the thick of competition? 
to keep yourself sharp and on top of your game when the competition resumes? What are you doing? Man, I have been fishing more I, every day, like fun fishing. Just there on the water, I spent, uh, we went actually to Falcon. We're going to go down there just for four or five days. My father-in-law and mother-in-law have a, a trailer house down there just to spend some time with them. And it's a great place to quarantine. I mean, you're really far removed from everywhere when you go to Zapata, Texas. But uh, we ended up staying like two and a half weeks. So we just fished every day. And uh, then I came home and been fishing here and really working on that Project E that we kind of talked about. But I'm actually fishing just a little fun tournament with my brother-in-law with the major league fishing format we signed into the account and uh we're gonna go have just a major league fishing format we don't have to meet anybody don't have any meeting locations we just have to sign in on the phone weigh our fish enter them on the phone so uh there's no no uh rules or or the social distancing (laughs) stuff that we'd be uh, breaking so it'll be really fun to get back into that competitive juice and uh, fish a tournament yeah yeah for sure well Obviously, it's springtime and, you know, fishing is hot in so many places. And, you know, what do you look for and, and what techniques can you share? I mean, you're going to be out there competing with uh, your brother and that Major League Fishing format. Tell us a little bit about what you're going to do so you're going to catch fish, so you're going to win. <laughs> One of the most important things for our, 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 you know, people out there that are that are going fishing. And, and you know, I'm going to say We've got more people fishing than I've ever seen before in my life. Oh, I mean, I've thing. never had to wait in the line at some of these boat ramps on some of these small lakes. And it's just, it's really, really cool to see so many families out fishing right now. I just think it's another huge positive from this virus. Just, I've seen families and kids mm-hmm. with their dads. It's really cool. It gives me goosebumps. But anyway, what I think, you know, especially some of these people that may be new to it that are going out, you know, for the first time this year. This time of year, it's so important to find a hard bottom. You know, these fish, they have to spawn on a hard bottom. A lot of our lakes are aging across the country, which is not a bad thing, but by aging, they're getting a a silt that comes through from all the years of rain and flood. And when you have that big silt deposit, fish don't want to spawn and try to make a bed in that silt. So just fish, you know, protected pockets but find the, the 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 harder bottoms in those pockets and you know a spinner bait's a great bait we're going to throw uh, a couple different square bills you know maybe a lipless crankbait um and just cover water that's the other thing this time of year you know i i like to cover water really quick and then once i get a bite i'll slow down because these bass they're they're social creatures and 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 they're gonna when they spawn there's going to be a bunch of them right there where they spawn. I mean, I've been fishing every day, and it's it's automatic. When you catch one, you're going to catch five or six real quick, and then you may go 100, 200, 300 yards before you get that next bite, and then you'll catch four or five real quick. They're going to be in little groups, but uh, yeah. uh, those are the things that we're going to look for, and, and you know, probably throw a buzzbait, yeah. too. You know, that water's really warmed up a bunch over the last three, four days. You know, we had a really cold spell over the weekend, and then – you know, it went, the water temperature went from 57 to the 70s over the last couple of days. So, yeah. Well, let me stop uh, you right there. Let me stop you right there. We got to take this next break, but I don't want to come back to that. I think it's really important. So, we're going to take that break. We return, going to continue our visit with E right here on Outdoor World. That's Rob Keck, and we will be right back. 
we all have it. Whether it was passed down from our fathers or grandfathers, we knew it was there, inside us. That need, that longing to walk among the wild. But it's more than just our love of the outdoors that keeps us coming back. It's knowing we serve a purpose, to give more than we take. That we're here to carry on a legacy and become stewards of our wildlife. This place embodies that legacy with over a mile and a half of walkable trails and 35,000 live fish, mammals, reptiles, amphibians, and birds to teach and inspire. Stop and you'll feel it. Listen and you'll hear it. Asking you to share the wonder. The Wonders of Wildlife National Museum and Aquarium. Share the wonder. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And we are back. And thanks for tuning into Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And if you've just tuned in, we're talking with one of the most successful bass fishermen of all time, a multi-tournament champion and the one who has earned millions on pro circuits, my good friend, Edwin Evers. Edwin, I, I stopped you right there before you were finished. You were talking uh, uh, about, I think, buzz baits and... Uh, Pick it up from where we left off there in that last segment. You know, just for the people that are going out there, uh, you know, it's a time of year when that water temperature gets in the upper 60s, low 70s, start picking up that top water too because, you know, it's just no better biting bass fishing. It's the one that captured me as a kid. My very first bass was on a buzz bait, and I oh, remember man. it like it was yesterday, and it, 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 it ignited me. You know, my parents weren't fishermen. They didn't bass fish at all, but – you know, it's the time of year to start picking up those topwaters, and it, it, it will sure you can have some memorable moments, Rob. I'll just put it that way, fishing the buzzbait. <laughs> you know, I think any time that uh, you know you have that chance to see that strike, and you know if you've got something on top, my gosh, I don't know. Even you know fishing a dry fly for trout, I remember taking the first one on a dry fly. I mean, it was. A whole lot different than nymph fishing or streamer fishing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with bass, I mean, golly day. Well, look, keeping your tackle, your gear in great shape has to be a priority. And, uh, you know, maybe nothing more important than keeping your boat in top running condition. Why don't you talk to us about what you're doing catching up in that area of your boat maintenance? Great question. I, you know, I just did the maintenance on my boat a couple of days ago. You know, I, I, I changed that lower unit oil, um, religiously, you know, I probably do it a lot. I, I know I do it more than the book calls for. I just, I feel like it's a, it's an important thing that can get overlooked and the, and you know, it's really important when you take the prop off of your boat to change the lower unit oil to always look for fishing line because, you know, there's a lot of discarded fishing lines sometimes or maybe a trot line that will get around that prop and it can wear out that seal and then you get water in your lower unit and then your lower unit's going to go kaput on you. You know, yeah. the other thing that I do this time, you know, just with this time on my hands is is change the oil, you know, in my boat. Uh, it's, it's really simple now with these four strokes and and, uh, you know, I actually went into Bass Pro the other day to buy my my uh, oil filter, and they've got a great deal. They got 10% discount on all service through their departments, and they got a 10% deal on, on products in their service department. So it's a great time, you know, like 
you know, if you got some rain, it's a time of year that you got a lot of uh, rain going on and we can't get out on the water on these rainy days. It's a great thing to, to get a little maintenance done. And, you know, Bass Pro's got some really good deals right now on buying that maintenance products that you might need to take care of your boat. You bet. And they got great technicians there as well. And, uh, you know, gosh, folks, uh, now's the time to do it. Take advantage of it. And uh, anyway, you know, back uh, – uh, April 14th on the Outdoor Wire, I read there was an announcement of a new release from Edwin Evers, Project E. Tell us about Project E. What's that all about? Yeah, it's really, it's, I've just enjoyed it more than I ever thought I would. You know, Project E is, is a YouTube venture uh, where I'm trying to put up a video once a week of fishing, just basic know-how knowledge of fishing you know i i did a video on pre-spawn you know what that means i did a video on fishing bridges i've i've got some videos coming out on fishing ponds you know fishing rivers just a place for people to go and hopefully learn a little bit to help them catch more fish that's my goal in the video and uh you know the other goal is you know i called it project e because it's always a project for me. I'm always learning. You know, I've, I've been bass fishing, been blessed to be able to be making my living bass fishing for the last 22, 23 years. Mm. And it amazes me. I'm all the time still learning. You know, I, I just never stop learning. And that's thus the name came from Project E. And uh, I just, I've had a lot of fun doing it. I've met some great people. Um, it's uh, something that I plan to do all across the country, invite different guests on it with me. And, uh, uh, you know, if somebody wants to watch it, it's just, it's right there on, on YouTube, just Edwin Evers fishing and I uh, would love any comments or suggestions on, on something they might want to learn more about, you know, and, um, if I don't know how to do it, I'll find out, I'll find somebody that does and I'll take them with me out there. Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Well, like you said, you know, there's a lot of new fishermen out there. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, the people that are out there in the water right now and, uh, you know, many of them are wanting to know how to fish, whether, uh, you know, it's on big water or a pond. In fact, you know, with travel restrictions and people maybe not traveling far from home, you know, pond fishing has been an easy way to get out on the water. Why don't you give us a tip on uh, springtime pond fishing? I love pond fishing. I mean, it's just where I started fishing, you know, and it's the only place I could go, you know, as a kid <laughs> that you could walk to. And uh, what I always kind of, you know, try to picture the pond and, you know, a lot of ponds, you know, you got obviously clear ponds, you got muddy ponds, you know, I think a couple rules that, 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 that I adhere to, you know, when you have uh, cold water, try to find the clearest ponds you can find because in cold water, the clearest pond is going to be a lot easier to catch a bass than in cold muddy water. But with that said, as things start warming up, I always try to find the most protected water a lot of times in a pond when they're spawning or when I do have muddy water, because that protected water is going to be a bit cleaner than, say, the big portion of the pond. It may be up in a little neck. It may be, be some, maybe it's the leeward side of the pond. That's always going to be a little bit clearer than, say, the windy side. And, and you know, here where I live, it's out in a prairie and, and a lot of muddy ponds, but I'll, I'm always amazed that I'll catch more. It's kind of backwards to bass fishing out on the lake, but I always catch them on the leeward side because that's usually just a little cleaner water. Uh, but, you know, there, there's really no wrong way to fish a pond. You know, if you've got a lot of a lot of questions, I get a lot of time, you know, we got a lot of moss or, you know, I, I get this moss on my lures. 
Um, well, that's the perfect situation to throw a frog, uh, throw like a, uh, a jerk shad, which would be like a, a weightless, you know, jerk bait, you know, a soft jerk bait or, or maybe a stick worm like the Bass Pro Sticko or the Berkeley General, you know, something that's weightless that you can just keep up on top of the water. And when you get to a hole, you can let it float down in there. But, um, there's really no wrong way, you know, get you yeah. a little frog, get you a, a spinner bait or a flipping bait and just walk around those ponds. I, I just, it's so I much it. fun. I, I love it. I've got one right here in front of my house. Well, look, we're going to take our final break of the show. Let's hold that thought. We return, going to continue our visit with Edwin. This and a whole lot more coming right up. You're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. This is Rob Keck, and we will be right back. This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let's begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Does your name rhyme with old beagle? Do you dart in front of cars? Here's a tough one. Do you have plumage? Do you rub your body against things to mark them? Do you have webbed feet? No, I mean like a... Were you hatched? Do you have fur? I'm not talking back here. Does your boat fly south for the winter with the other boats? Regardless of how you answer, you need to be licensed and registered because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to our final segment of Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And we've been having a great visit with one of the most successful bass fishermen of all time, Edwin Evers. You know, Edwin, it's turkey season. And, uh, you know, you get a chance you can bass fish a little bit, but uh, you got to get out there in the morning to listen to those old boys gobble. I know you've got a good story. Uh, you and Cade probably have been out. Uh, give us a, a real good one here this morning. Man, I, I, I love it. I just get goosebumps when I hear those gobbles. But uh, probably my most memorable story was with my brother-in-law. We, we once had this most awesome morning, you know, just that still morning, no wind, and you can hear him gobble miles away, and then you can hear him <laughs> gobble. And we, we both killed a turkey that morning really quick, but we just didn't want the morning to end. So we put all our guns up, took them all back to the house, and we just went out there and played with those turkeys. And I'll never forget it. We're both laying underneath this cedar tree. And, you know, it's it's clean, clear ground underneath there. And we're both yep. just calling away. And these jakes, I promise you, I think they're going to pluck our eyeballs out. They were right there on top <laughs> of us. You know, they just and they just strutting and gobbling and putting on this big show. And I promise you, I think I could have touched them. They were so close. It was just it was one of those days I'll never forget. It was it just one of those most perfect turkey hunting moments, you know, that, yeah. you know, Rob, I know you've had lots of them. And uh, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm not the best turkey hunter, but I sure enjoy going. Well, that's the important thing. All right. What's your favorite call, calling device? Oh, I'm a box call guy. I just, hey. I'm not very good with the mouth. I just, I, I'm a box call guy. And I, hey, it's, that, I just, that's all that's you me. need. You know, there's probably more turkeys that came to a box call than any other call. It's been around forever. And, uh, you know, I carry two of them with me, even though, 
you know, won a world championship with a mouth call. Uh, I rely on that box a lot of times to locate and a short box to, to, to finish them off. Well, tell us about fishing through it, that initiative. Tell us what, what that's all about. That's an initiative that, that, that Berkeley started, I believe. And, and, uh, it's just, you know, a way to get through this pandemic right now, just give people a, a, a hashtag to relate to something to think about, you know, just, fish your way through these times, you know, because it's some hard times going on a lot of people across this country, oh, you know, is. being on furlough and being out of work. And, and uh, you know, that's the, the one positive thing of it is that time that we're able to spend in a pond, in a stream, in a city pond. Um, and with family, I, I, I'm just, you know, I, I touched on it a little bit earlier, but I was driving through Tulsa the other day and the city lakes were amazing. When I got to Bass Pro, it was like opening day of trout season <laughs> around the Bass Pro pond. It was crazy. And it's just, it's refreshing to see so many people out with their kids doing it right now. You know, they're not on an iPad, they're not on a phone, they're out fishing. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of bad things, but there's a lot of good things coming from this time. Oh, and, it is. You know, a lot of a lot of people are going to be introduced and, and enjoying the sport that both me and you, Rob, have, have loved for 20 years. We've got a whole bunch yeah. of new pirates now in it, you know, going forward. Yep. Yeah. Well, look, I know that your home was destroyed by a tornado last year. And, uh, boy, I can't even imagine what that must be like to try to rebuild. Tell us about rebuilding your home, Edwin. <laughs> it's a uh, pretty interesting um, you know, we elected to to just stay in the camper right here on the property, uh, which is pretty challenging at times. You know, when we <laughs> after the tornado hit, my daughter was still living at home. I still have my son. You know, my daughter got married shortly afterwards. But four people living in a camper is is oh, tight quarters, and uh, sure. we're still in this camper. We're getting closer and closer every day to to the house being done. But you know. The, the the main thing is it's not like we had a fire you know i talked to people that had a fire and they lose everything you know we we had a tornado and yeah the, the 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 most important things that i lost was when it blew out my shop and and all my tackle like they found my tackle a mile to a mile and a half away you oh, know no. just it's all replaceable and our house is replaceable you know we, we didn't lose yeah. things in the house so to say things got really wet and and flooded but it wasn't a bad deal we're gonna be fine it's the most trying part of it is just staying in the camper and, and looking back, it'll be things that my, I think my son will remember more than anything just because of the closeness of it and, and uh, the camaraderie of it. And, and um, you know, it's looking back, it's going to be a, a time of our life that we'll, we'll remember and it'll be a good, good remembrance. Well, it brought you closer together for sure. Uh, you look, I know you also raise pecans and, you know, those trees need some maintenance and, uh, I guess being at home right now uh, is a great time to do that. Tell us what you're doing about fertilization and care for those trees so that you got a crop this fall. Really important time of the year. You know, bud break just happened a couple a couple of weeks ago. We did have a minor freeze, which uh, is going to affect the crop a little bit. I don't think it's going to be too bad. The ends of the, uh, the terminals are a little burnt. They look a little black. But uh, it's a time of year that we put zinc on, and, and zinc is just a, a powder – um, um, you know, 
vitamin, so to say. It's the same thing we put in our body, the exact same thing. We just mix it with water and we spray it on those leaves. We do it every seven to to 14 days, you know, depending on, on, on how much rain we're getting and how we can get into the orchard. Uh, that's probably the most important thing we do this time of year. We also try to really get ahead of, of keeping the grass at bay underneath the trees because I don't want anything else taken away from the, the water once the mm-hmm. summer gets here and they're really needing yeah. water. But, um, you know, and we'll put some fertilizer on them, some strips, but trees are looking really good and, and really proud of my orchard. And it's uh, something that, that I hope that my son takes great pride in be my age because it'll be something I can pass on down to him and hopefully he can pass to his family. Yeah. Well, look, we're out of time, but how about the last 15 seconds? Give us a final thought you'd like to share with our listeners. Guys, we're going to get through this time, and and uh, I just I'm looking forward to coming out of it with everybody else and getting back on the tournament trail and, and following along on Major League Fishing and the Bass Pro Tour. It's going to be a lot of fun. It will be. Look, thanks for being with us today. Congratulations on your continued success. Stay safe. Good fishing. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up here today on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. I'm Rob Keck on behalf of Bass Pro Shops, where your adventure always starts right here. Thanks for answering the call. That call to preserving our rich hunting, fishing, and trapping heritage. We'll see you next week. This has been Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Talking all things outdoors. Brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, your outdoor leader. Join us next Saturday and every Saturday for more special guests and unique locations. 